3: Right now, 855-65-CRASH. That's 855-65-CRASH, or you simply go to the website, getdatedgetpaid.com. 971. He's on a boat. No lies were spoken. As the kids would say, Kenny, no cap. He looks like he always is fresh off of a boat.
1: And as we begin the show today, uh, yesterday was Ben Johnson fresh off the news that he's staying as Lions offensive coordinator. Today is judgment day for Aaron Glenn. There's one opening. He's interviewed for it. He's got a shot. He may be the commander's next coach. I want to know the preference of Lions fans. Do you want him to stay like you wanted Ben Johnson to stay? Or do you want Aaron Glenn to get the job? Comes with a comp pick. Maybe some of you weren't impressed with Aaron Glenn. I want to know which camp you're in. Do you want him back at the end of the day? Or do you want him in Washington where you get the comp pick and a chance to hire a new defensive coordinator?
3: Because I do wonder if a lot of people were just happy with him overall. Where it's, you know what, we get a pick and you can leave. You can kindly take your blitzing defense that took a while to get going and you can go. You can go. Because I think... It's kind of like the quarterback. The defensive coordinator gets a lot of the credit and a lot of the criticism that he does not deserve. But I don't know. I don't know if people want to see the all the entire band back together. Ben Johnson coming back, it was a party. It was a celebration. You're a Lions fan. I don't think Aaron Glenn gets the same feelings and results. I don't, I don't. think that people, if he walked away, if he became the coach, Okay. If all of a sudden he was like, I'm not leaving, oh, good for you. But Ben Johnson is the one we really care about. They didn't have a top five
1: defense, so I get it. Ben Johnson ran a top five offense. Right. But I came away feeling good about Aaron Glenn at the end of the season. And I know if you zoom out and look at yards and points and red zone and air yards, you can find that there were issues with this Lions defense. Yeah. But I thought he did a good job being self-aware at the end of the season saying, we're going to give up the air yards one way or another. We need to speed these quarterbacks up and force some mistakes, force some stops, force some takeaways. They were good on third down, and they were good against the run all season long. Rico, he wasn't working with what Ben Johnson had to work with. You've been big on this. They've used a lot of first-round picks and early draft capital on linemen and receivers and running backs, and they have not put that same level of investment in the D-line to help Aiden or in the secondary to help lock some guys up for an extra second to let the pass rush get home. Right. I think he's done
3: a good job. I don't want to see him go. I want to keep continuity on both sides of the ball. Two four eight five three nine nine seven nine seven. Very simple. Do you want to see Ben Johnson back here? I mean, I'm not Ben Johnson. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> do you want to see Aaron Glenn back here with the Lions next year? Do you want to see them run it back with both coordinators? Do you want Aaron Glenn back, Lions fans? Two four eight five three nine nine seven nine seven. Because. I look at this, I I, I just wonder if he walks into the room and says, hey, hey, Brad, you got to give me some more players. Now, they went out in free agency last year, and it was impressive. Now, everybody didn't work out, but the C.J. Gardner, Johnson, Mosley, they, they actually went out and really hit the secondary hard because the secondary was the weakest part of the team, I felt, last season. Not this one, but it's like when it comes to the draft, like, you, you got to go out, and I think you need somebody on the on each level. You got to get somebody on the D-line. You got to get another linebacker. You, you need a sideline to sideline linebacker. Anzalone is 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 good, but you need great. You need somebody that's a difference maker. And then you need somebody back. You need a number one corner. Now, we don't know if that's going to be Mosley. He, I mean, he played two plays, mm-hmm. and then he was done for the year. Hey, it was so, one-year deal anyway. So, right. Yeah. So, you know, but you, you, you need a number one. Because Sutton, God bless him, he never should have been in that situation. He was—he he, he was not a number one corner, which is why everybody kept torching him because he wasn't made for this. Do you want to see Aaron Glenn back? Two four eight five three nine nine seven nine seven. Yeah, and it's
1: not as easy as the Ben Johnson conversation, where it was a unanimous yes, and you had Dan Miller yelling and screaming, Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson. We don't have that Aaron Glenn equivalent in the system. It doesn't exist. There were games this year and over the last couple years where people were like, he should be fired. right? People wanted him
3: gone after those Seattle games. He's a roller coaster, man. To me, he's like the defensive. He's like the the Jared Goff of coaches. Some days you love him. Some days you hate him. Some days you need to lock this guy up. And some days, man, where's his contractor?
1: And, And like Goff with Glenn, it comes back to pressure. It does. He generated a lot of pressure at the end of the season and it masked some of the issues. What would this defense look like if they add a running mate for Aiden Hutchinson on the other side who reliably gets pressure? Maybe that's James Houston being healthy, but I don't think you bank on it. I think you try to get a little more on that defensive end. Now you don't have to blitz as often. Now could he get more creative with some of those coverages? What if the DBs they pursue stay healthy? Do they take a leap on defense with him still here? I think so. I do. I think Ife Malafonwu had a, a step forward this season yeah, as a young player. Season, strong. Right. Do you get a full year of his development in the same defense in the same system with him as a designated blitzer? Brian Branch in the second year of the same defense. I guess some of this comes down to, do you really want to uproot and reformat this whole defense right now? I, I'm cool with running this back and getting better personnel for Aaron
3: Glenn to coach. I don't know if you can keep up with this defense because this defense was so high-risk, high-reward that if the blitzes didn't work, you got beat, and you got beat badly. And it was, uh, Bimba, don't break, and you know we'll stop you in the red zone. But I kind of feel like your luck ran out in the second half of the game on Sunday where you couldn't get home. You couldn't lock up Purdy. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do a lot of things because you, you were, it was kind of piecemeal together. Sure, I think it was. Which is why I say, I, I often wonder, like, what would it look like if you actually had real – Defensive players, where you could actually just rush four, where you don't have James Houston sitting out for a majority of the season. It's like, but you know, or do you just replace him, change up the scheme, and see where you're at? So if you're Detroiters, I mean, where are you at? We we know how you feel about the OC. How do you feel about your DC? Yeah, today is the day for Glenn. Yesterday was Ben Johnson's
1: day. Yeah. He's staying. Today's the day I think we're going to find out on Aaron Glenn because Washington does need to move forward. They need to name a head coach. They can't keep waiting. I think they wanted Ben Johnson. He's not an option. Mike yeah, McDonald nice is out. Yeah, it'd have
3: it would been nice to have somebody at one of these college all-star games where you had a head coach where he could actually sit there and say, got to draft this guy, I've got to get this guy on the team. And some people thought maybe Mike McDonald, but well, he is now the Seattle Seahawks head coach.
1: You're not waiting for a coordinator in the Super Bowl. Your guy, whoever he is, is available today and Aaron Glenn is one of those candidates. Yeah. You get a third round pick if he leaves it's at the end of the third it's a compensatory pick it's part of the, the Rooney rule extension rewarding teams and helping teams who promote minority candidates. You get a third out of it
3: so it's not like you know you'd be heartbroken if he left but I my preference is he stays. Yeah and it, it, it normally ends up being like pick like 96 or to 100. Yeah. It's after the end of the third yeah. round then they kick in all the different compensatory picks.
1: But St. Brown was a fourth round pick, right? Yeah, uh, uh, James Houston, Malcolm Rodriguez were six round picks. Brad Holmes with more capital
3: is not a bad thing. Well, he showed, Brad Holmes has show for the first time in a long time that the NFL draft is more than just the first round. Imagine that. I mean, it, it, the Lions would draft somebody in the first round, and then everybody else was end up being a greeter at Walmart. Yeah, like they're out the lead, they're cannon fodder, right? We're well, now okay. Maybe now he can find that that corner, that defensive, that rush edge person, or a linebacker with that pick. Or do you just want to see Aaron Glenn bring this thing back and say, you know what, I think the defense will be better. Let's keep the whole team together and let's try to ride this all the way back to the Super Bowl.
1: It felt like they were good enough to go to the Super Bowl this year. Should have gone to the Super Bowl this year. A little more help on defense personnel-wise. You close the gap next season. I mean, the the sad
3: reality is you're, I think, picking, what, 30th, 29th? 29th? So you're not going to get this upper echelon rush in, which I'll let it go after. It's why I was so harping. You got to get one of these guys now because when you get good, you're not going to be able to afford one unless you move way up to get it. But I'm hoping that you can find that Brian Branch, that you can find that impact guy because let's face it, even though you're picking 29th, that guy should be starting on this defense. And I'm hoping that that pick is for a defensive player. Brad Holmes has
1: run three drafts. He's had five first round picks. Four of them are offensive players: Panay Sewell, Jamison Williams. Or no, I did the math wrong. Three and two because Hutchinson is is um, Hutchinson and Campbell. So
3: That's not how he plays defense.
1: He does Rico, yeah. but the majority are offensive players: Gibbs, <laughs> Jmo, and Sewell. The majority of them have been offensive players. Three of the five on offense. Maybe this is the year to balance the scales. Or just take, get a, get a starter on defense early in the draft to help get the defense closer to the offense to be a complete football team to win the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, offensively, the only thing you probably need to do is just draft interior linemen. That's it. You don't.
1: And keep in mind they have cap space, so they can pursue one or two studs on defense right. too. I mean,
3: and maybe like a, you know a late, you know a third or fourth round, fifth round wide receiver if you want to go that route. But yeah, defense is where. I think you're lacking. Offense, it's all clicking. So that's where we start. Judgment day for Aaron Glenn.
1: What do you want to see? He stays or you want the comp pick? You want him to leave and be a head coach. 3 o'clock, something Wojo said today. I think he's glossing over something from Sunday. It's 97-1. Ben Johnson, the story yesterday, Aaron Glenn, the story today. Do you want him back, or do you want him to leave for Washington, pick up a
0: comp pick along the way?
1: To the phones we go, George and Southfield, you're on ninety-seven-one. What do you want?
0: I would like Aaron Glenn back. Uh, now, as you guys mentioned, as enticing as would be to get that extra pick, I mean, he had to make a lot of adjustments because, remember, he did not want to be a blitzing-style defense. He kind of wanted to be like San Fran and rush forward, get pressure, and drop back seven, but he had to adjust and become more of a pressure-style defense. So, And being with that, how everything went along with the season, I think it would be far more valuable to just make sure to load up on defense and get him some extra players so he can run the kind of style he wants so the defense will be more effective. Now, I know you guys are on social media, and I'm kind of living on social media myself. I think it's kind of a 50-50 split in this fan base. For some reason, some people want to actually see him gone, thinking he's not doing his job, but he's actually getting a lot of head coaching notoriety around the league. So I don't understand that crowd because he's the one who has to probably make way more adjustments than Ben Johnson has to because he doesn't have his – you know, the defense side of the ball is not quite as complete. So – Therefore, I think you just get him about three or four solid more players or really good players or free agency, things will be a lot better. So I think it would be far more valuable to have him back and run it back with him, though.
1: Yeah, He's an asset. I don't know how many people have labeled him an ass. I think he's an asset. I mean, I think he's done a good job for this team this season. They were a good to great defense against the run all the way through. The only guy that ran for over 70 yards against this defense was Christian McCaffrey. No, they he... stopped the run and they dialed up pressure late in the season and it helped close the gap, win the division and get them into the postseason where they won two playoff games. His defense got big stops at the end, two fourth quarter drives against the Rams mm-hmm. and got the turnovers against the Buccaneers. I'm it... sorry, guys. Is there a better D.C. in the
3: country? Sure. Do you have a damn good one? Yes. It's a little recency bias because, yeah, you, you see the playoff games, but every time they would lose, especially, I mean... Man, people were ready to ride him out of town at the end of the Baltimore game. It yep. was just like, oh, my goodness. Uh, or, you know, you lose to the Green Bay. Uh, another mobile QB comes in here and beats this team. Why can't we stop a mobile QB? Rico, I have a secret for you. Everybody struggles
1: with mobile quarterbacks. Really? I've heard that. I know we like to think of it as a uniquely Detroit problem. Oh, these tight ends are so much harder to cover. Yes, yes, across the league. We have a bunch of great tight ends this is a challenge for all modern defenses. You don't have a lot of 85 Bears defenses or bullies of Baltimore anymore. Everybody's got to give a little. Did they give up a ton of air yards? Yes. But they accepted they a lot the air most air in football, yards. I think. But they made the compromise with themselves that we're going to have to give up big chunks. So let's stop dropping guys back. Let's start sending guys. And does he get... Credit for a creative blitz package? Does he get credit for Iffy Malafonwu and Brian Branch and some of the ways that they were able to simulate pressure? He should. He should get credit for it. But I don't feel like this fan base would be all that distraught if he left. I think there are people who would prefer that he leaves. Get the comp pick. They don't think he's very good at his job and to get begin with. D.C.
3: Yeah. I mean, people are saying... Yesterday, can you bring in Vrabel? Can you bring in this guy to come run this defense? Because you feel like you, you need that upgrade? To me, I I think he's the the, the coaching equivalent of, of Jared Goff, where there's some that are just sold on Goff. And there's others who just every little mistake he had. Well, you know what? If you didn't have Jared Goff, you wouldn't be in this situation. Well, if Aaron Glenn had did his job, then this mm. team would have stopped them and they would have did this and they would be playing in Vegas in two weeks. Let's get to Daryl. Daryl, you're on
2: 97.1. All right, guys. How's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Oh, no up? problem, man. What's going on? I want him to stay, man, because this is what's going to happen. If they bring in a new guy and Brad Holmes goes out and work that draft magic and bring in all these new. Guys, and then they do good, and they say, see, it was Aaron, it was Aaron, but Aaron didn't have the chance to work with the new shiny toys that Brad home is going to bring in this year. The guy did a phenomenal job with what he had. He couldn't help that Levi um, and, and Mosley and all those guys didn't pan out. He worked with what he had, and he did a damn good job.
1: I think so. And you think this is the year to get better on defense. What else do they have to defense. improve on offensively? I mean, they need to make sure the offensive line stays yeah. stout. But beyond hey, maybe taking a guard or a tackle or reinforcing it in free agency, the rest of the draft and free agency should be into impact defensive guys. If you're
3: going to bring back the Take same the defense from last year, I would have a problem with that. Sure. Because this was kind of – it was late in the year. You couldn't do anything. You did the best of what you had. You threw a bunch of Band-Aids on this thing, and it worked for a long time. You got to fix this thing. You, you, you have to be able to get some pressure – And I think you have to, you got to walk into that room. You got to tell Holmes we got to upgrade this defensive line. It all starts there because the better the defensive line, guess what? That means our corners don't have to cover as long. So now our corners are going to look better. Everything looks better. Just like the offensive line. When the offensive line all played together, the run game looks great. The passing game looks great. The quarterback looks great. Defensive line, the same way you got to upgrade this thing. And he's got to walk in there. You got to, you got to, tweak your system and get it back to what you want it to be. But I do think that he's an asset. If you bring him back, I don't think that it should be the vitriol that a lot of people give him. But yeah, I, I I think that Glenn should come back. I mean, I hope he gets a job, but if he, if he comes back that I think that this is what this team needs.
1: Yeah. And, and the schedule next season, part of the reason you need to get better. It's a tougher schedule. You're going to face Buffalo, Josh Allen's mobile and dangerous. You're going to face Dallas again, San Francisco again. You're going to face C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars, Seattle, who's always seemed to give him fits. Jordan Love is going to be a bigger challenge than I think people wanted him to be, but he he had a good year and finished strong. Schedule's not soft. Even some mobile guys like Kyler and uh, Anthony Richardson are on the schedule. So yeah, it's not enough to stand pat. They need to give more to work with so that those performances... Yeah.
3: Are good enough to win, but I'm just curious. I mean, because honestly, I, I'm I'm really beginning to think that Aaron Glenn just equals apathy. Like people, he's just kind of, eh, eh. If he stays, he stays. If he goes, if he, goes, he, goes, he goes. goes. Like I mean, Ben Johnson, full phone lines, and people were excited, and it was like, man, I, like Kenny, Kenny, you're the Lions fan. You happy if he comes back, or is it like you know what? If he goes, he goes.
6: I like what you said, Rico. I'm happy if he comes back, but also, I mean, every call, every text that I get about this defense, one of the problems is, hey, our safety help is terrible, our corners are terrible, or we need somebody to help out Hutch. And if none of those things get fixed, this is not on Aaron Glenn whatsoever. This is a Brad Holmes problem, like you said. He needs to go higher up and say, look, Brad, I need help here. This defense was good enough to be one of the better run-stopping defenses in the league. If we can just upgrade a little bit, we're going to be set. Let's get Doug's thoughts Doug you're next up you're
1: on 971.
2: Okay how how are you doing? Calling from uh from Maryland here listening to the 980 sports talk with Doc Walker and the crew and uh they didn't want Ben Johnson here anyway but that's not what we're talking about. Um I think I was on the fence with with uh uh Aaron Glenn but I I think he should stay. Give him give him another chance. Let him run it back. Our secondary was terrible, but we had Mosley and CJ that went down at the beginning of the year and if I understand correctly, they were only on one year deals. Yes. So that really needs to be addressed. Um I'm not all in on drafting a cornerback a because as we all know, a cornerback, a rookie cornerback coming into the league will take time to develop and we need someone to provide an immediate impact. I mean, Sauce Gardner is is not uh, available every draft. Mm-hmm. So I think we should go after a, a defensive lineman, be active in free agency, because if we can get pressure on the cornerback without AG creating all these uh, exotic blitzes, I think that would improve the secondary. If we could get pressure from Hutch and, and someone else in free agency or a D-lineman coming out of the draft. And I agree with Rico. Uh, to see some speed at the linebacker position on the Lions defense would be something we never really seen before. I would love to see that. So I would say let, let AG run it back with some help, of course, from the draft and free agency. And, and, and I think I think that defense would be improved.
1: Yeah, you're getting a bunch of head nods around here, Doug. It's a good phone call.
3: It is. I mean, I I just think that you got to upgrade the defense, but I, I like what I saw that he did. And here's the thing that I really like about Aaron Glenn as a defensive coordinator. And not a lot of defensive coordinators can do this, or coaches. But the great ones, the really good ones, can adjust on the fly. Can look and say, this isn't working. I'm not going to keep trying to put a square peg in a round hole. I'm not going to keep yelling at my players. If you just effing do what I say, (laughs) this will work. Okay, guys, you know what? How about we try it this way then? Let's see if this works. And that's what he did. Defense got better. He looks at the personnel that he has, and he designs a defense to fit that personnel. Was it the best defense? No, it wasn't. Did it eventually cost you? It did. So now, go back get better pieces to the puzzle, and let's see what he can do. I, I think that Lions fans should be a little more excited about him. I'm, I'm a little shocked that yeah. they're not. But, you know, maybe it's just because we only care about offense. We only care about scoring. We don't care about defense. And it's just, uh, you know, it's okay. Well, he also became the easy
1: guy to blame when they would lose. So I think that kind of built up an expectation where, ah, if he's gone, he's gone. Ah, I don't know. There were those weeks where we didn't like him in the middle of the season, early in the season. If he's gone, he's gone. People don't feel the... Uh, that, that he is as big a reason for the success yeah. as Ben Johnson is, so people aren't as invested. Tick, can he any ticket text?
6: Keep Aaron Glenn. Give him some studs to work with. Another one. Stop it. You know he's not getting hired as a head coach. Hashtag hot take. Do we really know if Glenn has been given? Wait,
3: wait, how is he not getting hired as a head coach? He's being interviewed all across the
6: board. So That's all the text said. I'm sorry. Oh, I <laughs> Okay. All right. Do we really know if Glenn has been given the horses to maximize his ability as a defensive coordinator? I think that's kind of where I land on this one, too. I want AG to go to Washington and the Lions to do everything they can to hire Vrabel as the defensive coordinator. We've been getting a lot of Vrabel text.
1: He'd be the name you'd try to pursue. But does he want to go back to being a coordinator when it feels like he's a year away from taking a head
3: coaching job? If I'm variable, I'll do the TV before I do a coordinator. Yeah, it'd be great. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to to listen to somebody else be a head coach that I'm thinking, you know what? I can coach better than you. Yeah. Because people forget about that. I mean, everybody has egos. So you're telling this guy, swallow your pride, go back and just listen to everything that Dan Campbell has to say and Dan Campbell will get you back to the league. And he's saying, I never should have been fired in the first place.
6: And Vrabel was a fine coach. I mean, he'll find a job right. next year yes. if he wants he, one. He, he lost his job because the owner got
3: super petty and didn't like his speech when he went into the uh, to, to New England. She got angry over this and fired him. So... I don't think he wants to go and sit on somebody's staff. Keep in mind, he got a one seed with Ryan Tannehill as his
1: quarterback. Those defenses always overachieved, including even this last year, late in the season, not quitting on his, on his, his guys didn't quit on him. Yeah. I think he's going to be a, he is a hot commodity, and that's why I don't think he's going to take a D.C. job. 3 o'clock, we'll get the scar tissue. We're talking Lions. It's 97-1. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever,
4: or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Football season's not over. It's never over around here. Build up to the Super Bowl storylines galore football today.
3: I I think it tells you I'm right. They're pushing the envelope going to watch this team. Can I
6: just say pass in football today? Brought to you by Hungry Howie's flavored crust pizza. So this one broke just before we got on the air. The Seattle Seahawks are expected to hire Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. Wanted your guys' reaction to that knee jerk right away.
1: Kind of felt like it was trending that way when you build a dominant defense in college and the pros. Best defense in the sport this year.
3: He should have got a head coaching job. Yeah, defensive-minded coach. Seattle, probably. You just got to figure out what you're going to do with Geno Smith. But you have a lot of pieces. Uh, You know, they're still relatively young. You just, yeah. I mean, and you got a great fan base. Uh, I mean, you know, we talk about Ford Field and the fans here in Detroit, but. Man, that 12th man in Seattle, and there's no dome there, and that place is super loud. Well, Rico, think about that division, right? You have
1: McVay with Stafford slinging it around, and then you have Shanahan and that great offense. You need a defensive coach to check some of those guys. Yeah. Makes even sense. Got, you even
3: got a little Kyler.
6: Yeah, he, he, he throws just, it around.
1: Just enough to be difficult. Yeah.
6: So the Bengals director of player personnel, Duke Tobin, spoke talking about T. Higgins. I want T. Higgins back, but the pie is only so big. If, is Higgins worthy of a slice of that pie for the Bengals? And if not, where do you see him landing?
7: Hmm.
6: You know what? Uh,
3: I like T. Higgins, but I, I don't know if, if you break the bank to try to bring him back. Kenny, this is really how good is his agent? How How can you trick people into thinking that they need you to be that missing piece to the puzzle? Where is he going to go? I got to see for the rest of the the dust to settle and who's going to be coaching where and which quarterbacks move around. Who has the most draft capital? Who makes a trade?
1: I'll give you a name where he'd make sense. Kansas City. See,
3: I don't know. Again,
1: cap space. You got to restructure. Is it real? I think they are going to be a team in the market to try to get a number one receiver. And if their rivals in the AFC don't want T. Higgins...
3: Well, be prepared to cover him in a playoff game with 15 throwing him the ball. See? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I think Kansas City is really trying to go as cheap as possible because you know they they, they got to pay what Chris Jones is up yep. or deal. That's gonna be a big piece for them. So he's more valuable. Kansas City is finding out it's it's what made Bill Belichick in New England and Brady so great. I can't sign everybody, so we got to go cheap somewhere. New England went cheap on receivers. The one time that they brought in Randy Moss, you know, but other than that, all of their receivers, not named brands. I think Kansas City is doing the same. And if Kansas City wins the Super Bowl, they don't need them. That's the new formula. Cookies, I, I like where you're going. They're not going to spend that money. They'd rather spend it on Chris Jones and T. Higgins.
6: This one I'd like to go to Rico first because it's about one of his guys. Per Mike Florio, Michael Penix, hoping to convince NFL teams his knee concern is no concern after two ACL tears. Simple question, can he? How are you looking at him if you're wearing your GM hat?
3: I mean, I guess the biggest thing for me, if I'm just wearing my GM hat, I'm looking at what he did last year with an offensive line. Now, if if I'm the GM of a team with a bad offensive line, I'm not going to draft him because now it's a liability. He's going to be running for his life. But if I have something that's legit, yeah, because his release is so fast that you're not getting a chance to hit him. So that's the biggest thing for me is he's got to have an offensive line in front of him. I would still take him, Kenny, because he makes NFL throws. He's got an arm. Yeah, I I think that he's going to be good in the the NFL. Great deep ball thrower. While he's not running a ton he can, he and, and, can. He's, and he's more than yeah. just a national championship game he had a bad day doesn't make him a bad quarterback no i think he's a guy who should go in the first round
6: yeah this one i'm kind of bummed out that mike's not here because he loves a good chance to dunk on this team an unnamed jets coach per the athletic <laughs> called this year quote just a effing mess how bad do things have to be for someone in your own building to be saying things like that but it
3: was but you know what You know, I used to think that Mike just makes fun of the Jets unnecessarily. But, yeah, they do dumb things. And when you went out there and did the whole Aaron Rodgers fiasco and we're going to do this and we're going to demote our quarterback and we're going to. And then the second play of the game, well, first two plays of the game, he runs for his life. The third play, he gets hit. I literally thought he was just sitting on the ground saying, oh, man, screw this. I'm going back to Green Bay. He was actually hurt. He was done for the year. You know, the whole Dalvin Cook, like for them, they're all about the glitz and the glamour. They don't look past that. It's just sizzle. Ooh, we're going to bring in all these players instead of bringing in players who could actually help you win. Well, so
1: they really went all in on Aaron Rodgers and said, we'll bring in Cobb and Lazard and kind of let you run the offense, hack it. One of your guys, Here's the problem. He didn't play. Yeah. So you were left to rot. And, and the Wilson thing only festered reports about guys in the locker room that weren't happy with how they were handling the quarterback room. Then the report I read today, Kenny, from The Athletic, that Salah had this meeting with coaches where he wanted the leaker to reveal himself and threatened to take people's phones to try to find out who was leaking info. Because so that always
3: works. Yeah, that's not healthy. That I uh, Coach, it was me. It was me. Rico, yeah. he said,
1: he said, if you come forward now, you won't get in
3: trouble. Oh, What is this like
1: a kindergarten classroom? Please. Phones in the middle. Everybody put your phones you know in the what? bin.
3: You know what? When I, How many divorces started with that statement right there? If you just tell me now? If you tell me right now, nothing bad will happen. I <laughs> promise you, I won't get angry. Cutscene, divorce court.
6: Speaking of stating the obvious, Cowboys COO Stephen Jones says, people won't trust us until we get it done like Brady and Mahomes. Yeah, right? I mean, it doesn't Guinea, seem like... They don't
3: win playoff games. Like Seriously, that, that, well, that's the easiest thing. The Cowboys losing early in the playoffs. It's like death in taxes. Yeah, hype. This is their year. They won their division because Philly didn't want it. They got it. Lions fans were all prepared to go fly out to Dallas, except for oops. You got exposed, not embarrassed, exposed by Green Bay at home, they ran up the score, and they kept their foot on the gas. Yeah. It maybe if Dallas did less talk and more walk, that you would actually think they were a good team. But every year, they'll make the playoffs. And, heck, you want to play them in the playoffs. But they'll never win a playoff game. When's the last time they made the NFC title game?
1: I mean... For all the bluster and the hype, and America's team and the coverage that they get, people should resent it's, them. It's got to it. be.
3: Wait, where was the last? That's a great.
1: Because they've had here. so many. To your point, first round exits
3: or second round exits. Or, the last or time ridiculous made, second round exits were. Hey, what's Zeke Elliott doing? Zeke Elliott. Here's a game. You hike the ball. What do you mean I hiked the ball? All by yourself. The linemen are going to be forty yards the other way. Rico, you know when it was, nineteen ninety five. I was going to say, was it the triplets? Yep. No.
1: Yep. Think about that the next time they put that stupid star logo on a segment on TV. 95 the last time they were in the title game. NFC Championship.
3: That's America's team, man. Wait. Think about this. All of those guys not only are done playing, (laughs) but they passed their eligibility requirement. They're in the Hall of Fame. The triplets. All there. Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith. Yeah, the Charles
1: Haley's. Think about it. The (laughs) Lions have gone 0-16, yet made more NFC title games in the last 20 years. Last 25 years.
6: Wow. So one last one. I was scrolling this morning and I saw. I happened upon secondary market Super Bowl ticket prices. Have either of you seen the number? Just so we can play this game fair. You know what? No. I, I'm going to have to jank myself. Oh, <laughs> please don't. Um. Okay. Since you know the number, Rico, is there an over/under that you'd want to set, or Jim, do you just want to guess it outright?
1: What am I guessing? Cookies. I'll give you the, the over average. Under the ticket average price. ticket
3: price for the Super Bowl. I have not seen it. I'll give you over under. Six thousand three hundred dollars. Oh, it's more than that. I would guess.
1: What's well, tough? If, if it was the Lions, I think it would have been even See, higher. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Because uh, these two, these fan bases have bet. You know what? This is.
3: This,
1: there's a method my, my, to my my, my guess. Eighty-five hundred bucks. Keep going. Up. Yes. Nine
3: grand.
6: Keep going. $10,000. Just a little over $10,000. $10,700 is the number I saw, Rico. I'm not wow. sure if you saw the same.
3: I, I was at $9,000 something. So I oh, guess it, it those tickets up got further. sold. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, if the Lions were in it, you're probably looking at about $20,000. Oh. People would have to go to work for free. Just yeah, to pay off tickets. Off, yeah. yeah. Are you going to retire? No, I went to the Super Bowl one time. Which does leave me. I, I wonder now do Lions fans have to set up a special savings account? Mm. Because this this year just all kind of happened. Yeah, but how and quickly? And Kenny, I'm sorry. I don't mean to hijack this, but think about Kenny, if you're a Lions fan and you are, do, do you need to start setting aside a little money? The Super Bowl move,
6: piggy bank? Yeah.
3: Or just playoff game piggy bank? Yeah, I think you do.
1: So imagine the season ends. You sit down with your wife wife or your husband. You're redoing your yearly budget, and you go, we got to set aside X
3: every month for the Super Bowl fund. What do you want for Christmas? Nothing. Just nothing. Give me the I bet you know what? I bet you people want my gifts now. Money. Give me money. Oh, no, no. I got you this great robe. Don't need it. Money.
6: It's so impersonal, Rico.
3: Yeah. And Call it the I Super Bowl t- fund. I, 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 I can take that money and, and go to a game. But, yeah, if you're a Lions fan, you probably need to start saving up because, man, $10,000, and you know prices only go up. So next year, if the Lions make the Super Bowl, you forget about it. Oh, are off.
6: And that is in football today. 3 o'clock,
3: we'll get to what Lojo was
1: discussing this morning. I can't believe how flippant he was.
3: I like we watched two different games on Sunday or live in two completely different worlds. I I thought it was just Wojo trying to be funny. Like, Rieger likes to troll. I thought Wojo likes to be funny. And I was like, Wojo really means this. Yeah, and then he he doubled down on social media. We'll get to it
1: at 3 o'clock. Kenny, ticket text before we go to the phones.
6: Lions need to go to the free agency market for their secondary. It's the hardest spot to learn. Go youth on the pass rush and linebackers.
3: See, here's the thing about free agency, though. It's like getting a relief pitcher in baseball. If you're good, people try to do whatever they can to make sure you don't hit free agency and they keep you there. If you got a lockdown corner or good corners, they're going to get re-upped. Now, iffy ones or guys who are like, eh, maybe they're past their prime, you're going to take a chance on a corner who used to be good back in the day, and you hope that you can maybe garnish another year or two out of him. But most of your really good corners, get yeah, news newsflash. You're not getting sauce. You're not getting any of those guys. Well, it's the reality of free agency. Last year, Lions fans
1: really wanted Deron Payne. One problem. So did his current team. They franchise-tagged him. Mm-hmm. He never hit free agency. The type of players that hit free agency, there's typically a defect. doesn't mean they can't help you, but they're hitting free agency for a reason. Either the price tag is going to be really high, or they're maybe a little more scheme-specific, or and you have to pay quite a bit. Or you play a position that's not valued anymore. Right. Or you're old. And that doesn't mean ignore free agency. It just means that those guys are going to be maybe short-term deals, front-loaded deals, guys to get you over the hump immediately, but the mm-hmm. core of your team are drafted guys, and I think you want to draft an edge player that you could see have, what, an 8-year runway, a 10-year runway? They're not all going to be Aiden's, but someone to help Aiden would go a long
3: way. Those guys typically don't get av- get or, made
1: available in free agency.
3: Or, you know, but here's the thing. It's funny because one of the guys who did, and he actually played pretty well this year, pretty decent, was Clowney. Yeah. And we all know you don't want you dating short, short term. That's what I'm talking short right. term. Oh, he's washed up. He's this. He's that. Because when it comes to free agent, it amazes me of how you know grandstanding that the fans. Are, no, we're we're better than this guy. No, no, no. We don't need this guy. Clowny came in and did his job, and it's like you know what? You could have used that. Yeah, that better not be the temperament. There should be urgency this off season. So yes, free a lot of free agent guys, Kenny. You got a little bit of damaged goods to you. You're on the clearance rack, but that doesn't mean you're no good. Correct. It just means that Lions fans have to realize, yeah, you're you're not going to find a way to get, uh, you know, Joey Bosa here and take him away from the chart. That's not going to happen. What about trading for Max Crosby, guys? Let's, yeah, let's ground the
1: conversation in some reality, please. Yeah. Let's go back to the phones. We've got uh, what, Thomas? You're next up. You're on ninety-seven-one. Hey, what's up,
7: guys? I'm glad y'all finally got the phone lines together. I was trying to call the other day.
3: <laughs> hey, man, it's, it's tough hey man, in the streets. Man, I could get the streets. It's tough
7: in the streets, Tom. I know. Man, I'm so tired of these goofballs calling here with all these little, all these little, oh, we should get this person, get that person. Listen, Aaron Glenn did, uh, I think he did a good job. I mean, you're asking that dude to, to, to turn, to make Kool-Aid with no sugar. And for him to do the defensive job that he did, I applaud him. But you got to get just like just like Jared Goff, you got to get that man some players on defense. That's why I was kind of mad in this draft, even though I liked it. But they have to spend some time getting players on defense and use whatever tools we have in free agency. And there's gonna be some good um, D tackles and uh, D linemen in free agency if you can get them. Mm-hmm. I hate my hate my uh, I hate my man from the Forty ers didn't work out. It was. It broke my heart to see towards ACL again because I was looking forward to yeah, see him, him play. Yeah, I Yeah, really, I was excited. I, I really want to see. I really want to see CJ back. But you got to get the corner some help, especially if you keep Sutton or you get rid of him. Because I want to. I want to shut down corner where I can move Sutton to that secondary receiver. If I have to, I don't want him on my on, on that main guy.
1: Yeah, I think it's too far. Yeah, I, I don't think, I think he, he wanted to be on no, the bench. No, no, but, but he had to. He's the vet. They needed somebody to step up. Ideally, it helps in two ways. One, he's not on the other teams—Justin Jefferson or Ceedee Lamb—and it puts a guy like Vildor on the bench. Because Vildor was the dude that gave up the big play to Ceedee Lamb. He's also the dude that had to hit off his face mask on the IUK play. He's Kindle Vildor. Yeah. He shouldn't have been starting in an NFC title game for a team trying to go to the Super Bowl. You hope to get to a point next season, but you were where, desperate where you don't have to do that.
3: Yeah. You are absolutely desperate in that. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. But, yeah, you're going to go to the corner, and you're probably going to take the, that cast-off corner that we, we can't afford. You know, we're going to pay the number one guy, so you're hoping that the number two corner on a good team could be your number one like you thought Mosley was going to be. We'll see. Chris, you're next up. You're on one.
8: Hey, guys. Okay, um, I want to give this in kind of like an analogy here. What Campbell did? Um, let's suppose you know someone that just bets on sports all the time and does a great job and comes out ahead. So let's just say you give him ten grand. And you say keep parlaying it. So bet on six different games, and let's just say uh, on all six he was correct, and that ten grand turned into half million dollars. Now on the seventh game. It's a 50-50 shot. It's all or nothing. And instead of 500,000 being doubled, let's just say it's going to turn in, if the team wins, you're going to turn that 500,000 into 550,000 only. Whereas if they lose, you're going to lose the whole thing. So yes, the guy that, did the bets for you? Got you to that point? Um, ten grand and a half million. Now, wouldn't it be ultra stupid for someone to take that risk and to uh, for a lousy extra fifty thousand? They've already turned ten grand into five hundred thousand. Yep. Is anyone really going to take that bet and say, "Hey, I have a fifty-fifty shot here"? For it. so, I'm kind of like putting the perspective. I think it's almost like kind of like a good analogy. What Campbell did? Yes, he got us there. But would you do something that stupid at the very end? What's your thoughts on that? Okay, I, that I appreciate
1: sure? the effort because of Dan Gamble and gambling in the analogy. But what in your world, you just cash out and go home? That's not really an option. You're, you you got to keep playing to go to the Super Bowl. You don't get to cash out. You have to still make gambles. Now, if you wanted him to gamble
3: less. He's saying just take your money and go home. You don't get to go home. Winning. you got to keep playing. You're no, at the yeah, table to get the
8: million. The you game's not got over. Half million, so why would you keep going? Well, I'm, I'm just saying why would because I'm saying when he t- took that three point when when in the second half when um, San Fran kicked that field goal, he had to, you know they had the chance to come back and still sustain that 17 point lead. So I'm kind of that's where I'm using my analogy at. Like uh, yes, you know he's he's you know he's gambling now for a little risk-reward is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I guess what I would would
1: just try to paint the picture. Everybody's really done this thing. It was a big risk. It's two yards. They converted it all season long. And I know that's his point, where you've been winning your parlays all night long or all year long, whatever. But it wasn't this giant seven-leg parlay. It was two bleeping yards. Enrico, the second one. (laughs) The second one, people want him to kick a field goal to tie the game. They're losing you got to score touchdowns on the road. It's the NFC title game. You don't get to just go back up to the window at the end of the night at the casino, take your chips and go sit in your car. The game's not over. The journey's not done. You're playing to win. You don't have enough to buy your Super Bowl ticket, in his analogy. You can't cash out. You have to keep playing.
3: Are you done yelling at me? I I guess I am yelling, aren't I? (laughs) All
2: right, I'll
3: I'll throttle down. You kick a field goal, you stop the bleeding, and it allows you to get back to zero think about this the momentum swung to San Francisco when they tied the score you would have tied the score stopped the bleeding and said okay enough of this foolishness next score wins we're still doing this three days later we're gonna be doing this for a long time in
1: fact that's or maybe what, not well that's what we want to talk about next the the haunting nature of Sunday
4: night well Joe wanted to minimize it I don't know that you ever get over it let's talk about it